Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. You know what you call them who stand on the road and do like this? and they waited for somebody to um, invite him into their car and so on. And this um, man who stopped for him was a Christian. And when he had this uh, new uh, person in his car next to him, he asked him a question and said, do you know Jesus or do you know who Jesus is? And he said, oh, you mean the guy from the Catholic Church? No. Jesus is not the guy from the Catholic Church. Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. And I think it's so important also for us that we understand and also are able to show people who Jesus is. And that's about the letter or the epistle the apostle wrote to the Hebrews. Now, um, uh, it is very interesting. It is believed that this epistle was written to a messianic group of Jews who believed in Jesus Christ. Perhaps their, th their Christology was a little bit not clear, but he is going to point out who Jesus is. And that's so important. And now this letter was written in the years 64 to 68. And we don't know much about uh, this uh, author, but one thing we do understand, he was not a Hebrew scholar because exclusively he used the Septuagint and that means he was more or less a Greek-speaking author because the Septuagint was the translation of the Old Testament from Hebrew into Greek. And that's why we can say he was not a Hebrew, I didn't speak Hebrew, but only Greek and so on. And that's so interesting to understand. He was mainly quoting the Septuagint when he compares things of the Old Testament. Of course, he knew the things of the Old Testament, but his writing was in Greek, and what he read was also in Greek. And that's important to understand. Now, this Messianic Jews, the letter was sent to, they accepted, accepted Jesus, but it didn't know how to put it. And you know, in the early days of Christianity, and it was the same thing also with Paul, the greatest opposition he had was mainly from Jews. And these Jews, they accepted Jesus in one way. They accepted him, for instance, as a prophet, but they didn't accept Jesus as the Son of God 
who he is. And that's why here, Hebrews, the writer to the Hebrews, he makes the effort to show them who Jesus actually is. Jesus is not just a prophet. And I want to speak on the um, Christ's superiority. He is far above of all of these. He is superior to the prophets of the Old Testament. Now, the same thing when Paul, or when John rather, was writing his gospel, and he wrote it especially to the Greek. And he started with, in the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was uh, some sort of understanding for the Greek. And uh, John spoke about very clearly that this Logos was with God. And this Logos is God. So then we know uh, very clearly what Jesus and who Jesus is. And this morning, I want to read on uh, the Hebrews chapter 1, the verses 1 to 14. If you have your Bible there, you can read along. Now I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, in many portions and in many ways. In these last days, he spoke to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become a much better than the angel, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. For to whom or for to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten thee, and again, I will be a father to you, and he shall be a son to me. And when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire? But of the Son, he says, your throne, O oh God, is forever and ever. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? That's so clearly. The throne of Jesus is forever and ever. And let's keep going. And the righteous scepter of his scepter of his, is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. 
and they all will become old like a garment and like a mantle you will roll them up like a garment they will also be changed but you are the same and your years will not come to an end but to which of the angel has he ever said sit at my right hand until i make your enemies a footstool for your feet are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation hallelujah let's pray heavenly father we thank you for this morning and we want to glorify jesus because you have glorified him too and you have given us jesus and we thank the lord that we can understand this morning that jesus is far far more than a prophet far far more than angels Jesus is the Son of God. And we thank that your throne of Jesus is firm forever and ever. I bless your wonderful name. And I pray, Lord, that you may bless us this morning as we study your work. I pray, word, I pray that your spirit might lead us. And I pray also for myself. Lord, give me the flow of the thoughts. Lord, I thank you. Give grace to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word. And also give grace to act up on your word. I thank you and I bless you in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now it's very interesting to see this scripture. And the writer of Hebrews, uh, it's not quite clear who it is. There are so many who have been thought could be Barnabas and others or Paul something. Now it was someone we have not known or heard about. And it's very important to understand who Jesus is. Jesus is superior to the prophets. And that's important and uh, interesting. The Muslims like to see Jesus, Isa, as their prophet. Uh, a few years ago, I went with our uh, people into the city for preaching the gospel, although I didn't preach, I would just hand out some tracts. And I looked over on the other side, on the other corner, there was the group of Muslims, and they had a, a, a placard. And they said on that, Jesus is the beloved prophet of the Quran. And I said, isn't it interesting how sneaky they're trying now to sneak into Christianity and want to tell us that Jesus was and is a beloved prophet of the Quran. No, no, no. Jesus is far above far above he is more superior superior than any prophet in the old testament and we read in verse one god after he spoke long ago to the father fathers to through the prophets in many portions and in many ways jesus is superior 
to the prophets in the Old Testament. And that's very important to understand. And the Bible speaks clearly about it. God spoke to Israel at first personally. And we can read it in Exodus chapter 20, the verses 18 and 19. Let's read it. And all the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mounting smoking. And when the people saw it, they were trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but let not God speak to us or we will die. When Israel heard the voice of God, the thunder and everything, they were so scared. They liked to hear the voice of Moses. And Moses explained everything when Israel received the Decalogue, that means the Ten Commandments. And it was so important. God wanted Israel to know and understand the Ten Commandments. Obviously, it was so strongly being set by God, Israel, and the people who were around the mountain listening, they were scared. And I said, Moses, Moses, can you speak to us? We can't, understand. We can't stand the, the voice of God unless we die. There was such a fear within them. And we understand ever since God spoke to Israel through the prophets. Now, what is a prophet? The Greek word prophetus means is actually from two words put together. First, the Greek word pro, that means forth. And then the next word femi, that means to speak. And by putting these two words together, prophet. And so we see God was speaking through the prophets. And the prophets understood the mind and the counsel of God. And then they conveyed it to Israel in different ways. Prophets were in high regard in Israel. The, the prophets had a direct understanding of the mind of God. There was Moses, Elijah, and Isaiah. They were highly esteemed prophets in Israel. And yet, the writer to the Hebrews said that Jesus is far above all the prophets. Jesus is superior to the prophets. Although the prophets, they heard the voice of God, they understood the mind of God. So, and he says, Jesus is superior to the prophets. What did the, what did the last prophet say about himself? Do you know who the last prophet was? The last prophet was not Malachi. The last prophet was actually John the Baptist. And he was asked 
Who are you actually when he was at the Jordan baptizing and preaching about the one who is going to come after him? And he said, the one who is coming after him, after me, I'm not worthy to untie his um, um, shoelaces. And he said, he is going to come. And we know whom he was speaking about. He spoke about Jesus. But who are you? And that was the question. And we can read it in John chapter 1, the verses 19 to 23. This is a testimony of John. When the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. They said to him, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now we see here John the Baptist. He was the last prophet before Jesus came. And we know John the Baptist spoke highly about Jesus. He said clearly, I am not the Christ. I'm not the prophet. Now, what prophet was it then? It was the prophet Moses prophesied back in Deuteronomy. And he said, a prophet like me will God raise up from amongst your brethren. And he said and referred, I am not that prophet. Because Moses said then, you listen to him, to the one who is going to come. And that was Jesus Christ. And he said, when people ask a little bit deeper, yeah, who are you then? And he said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness, making straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now, ever since Jesus came, there's no prophet any longer needed in regards to salvation. The Apostle Peter, on the day of Pentecost, or rather when Peter and John went to the temple, and there was this lame man, he got healed, and this healing was a real uproar in all of Jerusalem. And they took Peter and John, and they forbade him to preach about Jesus. And Peter said in Acts chapter 4, verse 14, and the Bible says there, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, clearly stated, and there is no other name under heaven that which has been given among men, but, <coughs> but by which we must be saved. Not Jesus is not 
another option to be saved. Jesus is the must. If you're going to heaven and you haven't come to Jesus and you have not been saved through Jesus Christ, then you are not ready for heaven. Everyone must be saved. Have you been saved by Jesus? And that's so important. What Peter said also, there's no other way. Jesus is not another option of salvation. Jesus is the only option and the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Do we see here something, what the apostle is saying? That Jesus is superior over all the prophets. Hallelujah. And only in Jesus Christ is salvation. Jesus is superior to all the angels. Now, people sometimes, they think it would be nice to see in angels. Have you ever seen an angel? Have you? People think, well, that must be something very interesting. But the Bible says here what angels are. Angels are not above Jesus. The Bible says in first chapter of Hebrews, verse 4, it says, <clears throat> Having become much better than angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. Seeing an angel was almost like seeing God. We remember at the situation when Gideon was approached by an angel and he was so scared he saw this angel and so he took everything the angel said so sincere and the Bible says further in verse 14 who angels are are they not ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. Angels can be in one way helping somebody to come to salvation. They are ministering service or servants and spirits who are doing work in order that somebody could find the way to salvation. Hallelujah. Angels are created beings. And that's so important. God sent them as messengers and they stand before God. Interesting, wherever an angel appeared, people had respect for the angels. But Jesus is superior to all the angels who appeared either to Moses or all the men of God in the Old Testament. Angels do not receive worship, but they render worship to God. Hallelujah. Now what does the Bible says here 
God makes his angels wind. What does it mean? They are active in doing what God calls them to do. An angel is totally obedient to the will of God. And I'm convinced if God would command an angel to come down to Melbourne and sweep the streets of Melbourne, he would come and do it because they're totally obedient to the will of God. Now we know and we read in Exodus chapter 14, verse 21, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land. So the water where waters were divided. The Greek text would have said this, tus anglus auto pneumata. That means the angels are ministering spirits. Pneumata, that means spirits or spirit plural. Interesting. There is a book and I read it and I met this man also in America, in Boise, Idaho. His name is Ronald Buck. And he wrote a book and that's been called Angels on Assignment. He had often at night appearances of an angel. And this angel came and gave him advice and showed him things that going to be happen in that following day. He was an Assembly of God minister there in the church in Boise. In 1980, we went through with a group of pastors to visit a few American Assembly of God churches. And we also came to this church and visited that church. Now, there was a story, and it's in his book, Angels on Assignment. I believe that God can use angels. I had an angel and he was trying to resuscitate me when I was dead. Hallelujah. And that's interesting. So I take it as an angel. Although if God needs an angel who is an anesthetist, he can send him to school before the angel will be used. So that's a little thing. Now at this time or this night, the angel was waking him up and showed him, said something to him. Today you will meet a couple that is in problems with marriage. And I want to, to, you, to know you what is happening. And the angel told him, they will come to you and visit you in your office. They want to have, have counseling. But the angel told him also, this woman has got a handgun in her handbag. She is meant or she was meant to kill her husband in the hotel. They came from somewhere in America and had just a weekend there in Boise, Idaho, a very nice area. 
So all of a sudden he heard a telephone call and this couple, when they were in their hotel, they looked for a church and went to the telephone book and they find or found this church, First Assembly, Boise, Idaho. And Ronald Buck, he was the pastor there. And he rang him up and he said, we are here on holiday and we have problems in our marriage. Can we come and visit you and receive some counseling? He said, of course, you can come. At the appointed time, this couple came into his office and they spoke about things and he gave them counseling. And then as they, as they were just about to leave, he said, just a moment, lady, may I have your handbag? She reached him the handbag. He opened the handbag and took a gun out and told her, you were supposed last night to kill your husband with this gun. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God fell upon both of them. Under tears, they cried before God. They confessed their sin. And as an almost new, newly married couple, they went away. Here we see angels are ministering spirits sent to render service to those who shall inherit salvation. Hallelujah. And Jesus is even far above them. Amen. It's worthwhile to get to know Jesus. It's worthwhile to have your thoughts along with Jesus and always think of him. Hallelujah. Angels are ministering spirits. And now the Bible says that Jesus is superior to angels. Hallelujah. It was Jesus who brought peace into this broken marriage. It was Jesus, not the angel. The angel was just a ministering spirit. And we worship Jesus who is far superior of all the angels. Hallelujah. God makes his ministers or his, yeah, his ministers a flame of fire. Okay, we read in Exodus chapter 3, the verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, that is to Moses, in a blazing fire from the midst of the bush. And the bush was not consumed. Interesting. And this was a so-called theophany. The appearance of God in the fire. And now Jesus is far superior to angels. Whatever miracles God has done through angels in the Old Testament and God will do perhaps in the future. Hallelujah. That is wonderful. Jesus is superior because of his deity. 
And that was the problem with the Jews. They accepted Jesus well as a prophet. He can do great things. He's feeding the thousands. He makes the lame walk. All this. But one thing they didn't want that Jesus was and is the Son of God. They saw it as blasphemy. And that was the greatest thing. That's why the Apostle Paul always had problem with the Jews wherever he was. Because Paul was preaching Jesus as the Son of God. Jesus is God in the flesh. Hallelujah. And even Galatians chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, But even though, if even we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we have preached to you, let him be what? Let him be what? Accursed. So we see here, angels are not above Jesus. Jesus is superior to any angels. No prophet, no angels who might come and preach another contrary gospel to what Jesus preached and Paul preached. The Lord is the Lord. Hallelujah. The, the word was, or the world was made through Jesus. He is the creator of this world. Amen. And let's give him all the glory. And where if we can't get together, set your mind on Jesus. Speak with him. Worship him. Sing about him. Because he is God in the flesh. What do we read in verse 3? In chapter 1, Hebrews. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. If you want to know the nature of God, look into the life of Jesus. He is the exact nature of God. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. And when he made purification of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hallelujah. As far as we know, the greatest name amongst the angels in the Old Testament for Israel is Michael. And what does this name Michael mean? Who is like God? And we see Jesus is far more superior than Michael. And everyone in Israel looked at Michael. And the Bible says who Jesus is. And let's read it in John 
chapter 1, verse 18. I'm going to read it from the New American Standard Bible. Yes, and it says here also, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten what? If you have got it on the screen. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. He has explained him. The Greek term is this here. Monogenes Theos. I remember a few years ago, it was on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, I can't remember exactly. You know, there were some people from the JWs. You know what I mean? And they want to spread their gospel. And I told him, I'm a pastor. If a pastor wouldn't know the gospel, that would be bad. Wouldn't it be? That would be very, very bad. And I said, and I told him who Jesus is. And that's the point where the JWs are totally, totally, totally wrong. They're wrong on the person of Jesus. And I showed him and said to him what the Bible says in Greek, that Jesus is the monogenus theos, the only begotten God. I know many, many scriptures or Bibles say the only begotten son. But the Greek text says the only begotten God. Jesus is God. He is not the Father, of course, we understand it. But Jesus is God, far above all prophets, far above all angels. He is the King of kings. Hallelujah. Do you know this King? Has he caught your interest? Is your life being filled with this King of kings and Lord of lords? May the Lord bless you today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending Jesus. We thank the Lord that Jesus is not an angel or just a messenger. Jesus is God. And I thank you for your word, Lord, this morning. And we want to worship Jesus, the Son of God. Lord, and I pray if anybody this morning doesn't know you as the Son of God, the King of kings, Jesus God in the flesh, Lord, I pray, reveal yourself to this person, wherever it might be, in the precious and wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you.